0: It still hits me. Like, I'll look to my left in the infield and, like, Kylie's not there. I'm like, it's just weird because she has been there all four years.
1: The right side of the Saluki softball infield the last four years has been something special to watch. That was second baseman Maddie Vermijan on the recently graduated first baseman, Kylie Decker. Decker has moved on, one of four seniors from last year's spring class that has moved on. But the good news is the Salukis next spring will get Maddie back, You'll also get Caitlin Massa, their catcher, back as well. Maddie's obviously a very important piece, a captain for Saluki softball. At the plate, she's had historic on-base numbers. Defensively, in 2018, she was the conference's defensive player of the year. Always a good conversation. We're really glad she's back. Really glad to have her on here. And we hope you enjoy it. Maddie Vermijan.
0: Thank you for having me. Uh, everything's going good. Trying to stay busy with softball in school. A lot of off time, but other than that, hanging in there.
1: Uh, grad school, a little bit of a new challenge for you. How's that journey been so far?
0: Um, it's, it's been fine. Online grad school is kind of tough, but getting the hang of it. Uh, just like a lot of papers that I have to be writing more writing than I ever had to do in my undergrad. So that's definitely the change from going from undergrad to grad school. But other than that, everything's looking good. So
1: do you know yet? I know you're, you're still early on in the process, but will you have to write a thesis or will you do comps? What do you, what do you have to do?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll have to write a thesis, but I haven't really, I think it's still too early for me to say,
1: yeah. Yeah, avoid the exactly. thesis at all costs.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. That's that's my plan.
1: I I don't want to talk, you know, at great length about the COVID stuff, but I feel like we got to at least touch on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hours, days, and months after the season shut down, uh, and, and you're waiting for word to come back to you. Will you get your senior year back? Uh, what were those couple of weeks and
0: months like? really really long I would say it just was a lot of waiting around to hear a lot of kids had questions on our team like what's going to happen um like you said we were all just like kind of waiting for the word to see if we're allowed to come back and in the back of my mind I was like yeah I want to play because I have one one more year left like if they were to give me that eligibility back which they did and then I, I was like I can work the rest of my life so just take the opportunity so you won't regret it down the road and that's what I did. And I was so stoked to hear that we were allowed back. So Kate and I are the fifth years that have been back and we're just trying to get through this last year together. So it's fun, fun.
1: Were there some moments there where you thought maybe this is the end. I'm never going to play softball again.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially when we first found out like our seasons canceled, I think we, that was like the first thought that went through everyone's mind is like, we're done. Because all the other seniors, obviously, they knew they were done. They weren't looking to come back. And it kind of just hurts. It's like, whoa, it just got ripped from right, right under us. So it was just like kind of a smack to the face that was like, don't take anything for granted. Like, work hard. Every day, every day at practice, go your hardest and never take the sport for granted.
1: I'm sure it made you reflect back when you thought it might be over on, you know, maybe some of the early moments of playing the game. Uh, What thoughts did you have about just kind of the whole trajectory of your career going back to childhood, playing the game at a young age?
0: Yeah, especially when I, I just, the main thing I thought of was like, what am I going to do? Because I was coming back for grad school no matter what. And I was going to, if they had the position still open, I was going to GA with Saluki softball. So I knew I would be back, but it was just like, I knew I was going to have way more free time. And I feel like I'm not the type of person to just sit around. I'm like always doing something. So like I feel like that's what scared me the most because like growing up, I played soccer, basketball and softball. And so like, even when I wasn't, In the spring, I had winter sports and fall sports to keep me busy. So I think that was just, like, the thing that I thought of most that would, like, scare me is just, like, what else am I going to do? You're going to have to find something else. So just to keep me busy. But,
1: Well, fortunately, at least for one more year, you don't have to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. And then (laughs) I really got to figure it out.
1: (laughs) Uh, I am curious with you you had a a six-player senior class last year and mm-hmm. especially with with kylie decker and Susie baranski they won't be back those were two players that have been with you since you got to campus Right. Um, uh, i mean how different is it going to be without you know a couple of those pieces that you've had your entire time here
0: yeah they're definitely they were definitely a big aspect in our game like coming back and realizing like it still hits me like I look to my left in the infield and like Kylie's not there I'm like it's just weird because she has been there all four years for me and like Susie's always been behind me so we've learned to like communicate on balls behind me and in front of her it's just like we got to learn with the new girls how to communicate with each other but I feel like the freshman class that has come in can do their duties to fulfill their spots and I know we'll be a strong team this year. But, yeah, we'll always miss the girls that didn't make it back this year.
1: It'll be interesting filling out the lineup card. You can uh, defensively, the last four years, you can almost always definitely fill out that right side of the infield with the same two players, you and Kylie.
0: Yeah, exactly. So now it's just like we have people. So there's going to always be – Huck has always been behind me at practice, and it's just different because it's like – Okay, now she's here, so, like, I'm trying to help her and teach her what to do, but, like, I feel like the years before that, Meredith was behind me. My freshman year, I didn't have anyone, so it was just, like, it's kind of cool to get to know new girls, and there's a couple – Carrie's been moving a lot of people around on the infield. We have, like, a couple of people, different people at first every day and then third and short, Um, but it's – if you look around, we have a very full roster like there's always people behind you at all spots, even in the outfield. It's really, which is cool because it's going to also give like the younger girls an opportunity to play, which I think is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's that's interesting hearing you talk about that. Just just the awareness that you have of kind of the class balance that Saluki softball always seems to have. Right. Um, you were named a captain uh, again this year. Eugenie mm-hmm. Jenny Jansen, Maris Bolins. Uh, and you know, one of the things your coaches have said is, you know, they could walk off the field, not be there. And you could teach the rest of the team. Has has that happened before where the coaches aren't involved and, and you're the one leading the whole thing?
0: Um, not so much of like completely them walking off the field, but I know that I could take over if I needed to, as if like, they don't always have to ask the coaches questions. They know they can come to us first, which is like, I'd rather them come to us. And then if I can't answer the question, that's when we can go to the coaching staff. Cause it kind of just takes a lot off their shoulders. But yeah, when, when we're doing infield stuff, like middle infield, I'll try and help like the younger girls out with like footwork or catching the ball on the inside of the bag or the outside. And just like that kind of stuff, like the small details I know I could take over and then the bigger stuff, they kind of control. But yeah, I think it was really cool when they said that I appreciate them saying that and I just feel like it's nice to have Jenny Jansen and Maris next to me too, because Maris is in the outfield. Jenny's in, Jenny's been in and out. So th- they know they can come to us through at any time. Even if it's not about softball too, they know that we're like more than welcome to help them out with anything.
1: Can you teach other positions too? You've played mostly second base your entire life and or your well, entire career at SIU, but can you teach other spots?
0: My senior or so during high school, I played second and short. And then for the Beverly Bandits, before I came to college, I played center field and second base. So I've kind of been all over the place. But, yeah, I always joke around with Carrie and Jen, throw me in the outfield, please, just, like, one time, just to see if I still got it. And they always laugh at me. But I guess I, I like, put it all out on the field when I'm shagging. Like, for BP, that's when I get my outfield time. But, yeah, I feel like – My niche is definitely middle infield that I could teach. I'm not a huge fan of the corners, but, like, I played third when I was younger. Um, Outfield, yeah, I could probably teach, but I feel like Maris and Jenny has got that. I'll stick to the (laughs) infields.
1: Well, a little different loading up on the outfield and throwing off a crow hop.
0: Right. Yeah. It's definitely different. I still work on my footwork out there though, I'm trying to catch Jen and Carrie's eye maybe once in my career that they'll stick me out there, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. That would, that would be fun to have a little uh, like inside outside game, put the outfielders yeah. in the infield and you in the outfield. But
0: everything backwards. That's fun. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, I want to talk a little bit of hitting with you, you know, mm-hmm. just, being around the cage with you guys, you and I have talked a little bit about your stance and it's, it's a pretty unique setup. Um, what's kind of the evolution of, of your batting stance? Has it always been kind of the crowding the plate, um, kind of crouch stance that you go with or, or has that evolved over the years?
0: No, I feel like I've always been, when throughout my career, not only at SIU, but I've always been like more crouched in my stance. But I feel like when I got here, I don't know why, I just started – I, it's more so I don't even crowd the plate. Like, Kate, I was talking to Kate about this a couple of weeks ago when we were doing our scrimmages because Carrie's like, is Maddie crowding the plate? She's like, Carrie, she's not crowding the plate. She just goes to a closed stance. So it's like I start open, so I look like I'm off, and then I close, and I kind of like hang over the plate. It's not that I'm like purposely – like. It's just how I track. I, it's different than everyone. The way I track the ball coming in is more so like I follow it with like my hands and my like the eyes when it catches the ball, I'm always like following it. So she's like, I feel like that's what makes people think you crowd the plate. But I guess I do hang over the inside corner a little bit, but I I start open and then I close up. So I do once my, my front foot is almost not, it's like almost touching the white line, but yeah, I feel yeah. like it's just – I was having trouble, I think, reaching the outside corner when I first came here. And then I kind of just stuck with that because I feel like I have fast enough hands to turn on an inside pitch if I needed to and just go with it for an outside pitch.
1: Well, I was going to say, for, for somebody that claims she doesn't crowd the plate, you get hit by pitches an I, awful I lot. I
0: get hit a lot. Yeah, so that's exactly what we were saying. Like, okay, I always get hit – And even if it's not on my elbow, I'm always the one that gets hit in the back or gets hit in the head. I'm like, it's always me. But I don't know. It's just just like my – I guess my front elbow does hang over a little bit. And then the way I track it, I feel like sometimes people maybe think, oh, she's doing it on purpose. But it's just like my batting stance. It's always been like that. So, Hmm.
1: It's interesting you bring up the movement, starting open, kind of closing off. I've heard some hitters say – you know, they, they want to limit the movement or the leg kick so their eyes stay steady and they can track the ball. Why has that helped you? That movement helped you track the ball?
0: Um, I don't know. I guess when I was first uh, here, I I did start neutral. And I feel like it's just the way that I've kind of set my – like when I'm trying to track a ball, I guess – inside and outside, I feel like I'm just more comfortable that way. When I'm a little bit closed off, I feel like it keeps me more compact in my swing. And like, I don't know, I'm kind of, everyone has always said like, when you're hitting, like keep your hands loose, but I'm the, I'm the person that just grips the bat so tight. So it's just like, I like when my, when my moves are more distinct and compact in my swing. So I feel like that just helps
1: you you mentioned a tweak you were a little bit more balanced and and even yeah. what other what other tweaks have you made from freshman year to now
0: um we try and keep my hands to stop moving so much when i'm in the box uh jen made a joke last year she sent me a gift and it was a panda bear with a bamboo stick, just like waving it all around. She's <laughs> like, Daddy, this is currently you in the box. She's like, you need to just stay still. And so like, sometimes when I'm in the box, I kind of clear my mind when I'm hitting and I'm always like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. If I hit it, yes, yes, yes. no. Like that's just like my mindset when I'm in the box. So like sometimes I'll be like, okay, stay still. And like, when I say that to myself, I can do it. But yeah. So I would guess like, not moving my hands as much and just like the little tweaks in my feet and stance have the only things that's really been changed And there. Jen's really good about, she recruited you for a reason. She knows you can hit the ball. She knows you have a good swing. So when you come here, she knows everyone's not going to have the exact same swing or how she swung. I feel like she lets you do your own thing and then just makes little changes, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's another interesting point. Uh, another thing I was going to ask you about was uh, your pitch selection and your knowledge of the zone, how, how that's mm-hmm. grown. You've always been a high on base. You've always had high on base numbers. Yeah. Uh, part of that's getting hit by a lot of pitches, but you've also mm-hmm. taken a lot of walks. Um, how, do you, how do you feel like you've grown in that area from year one to now?
0: I feel like I've gotten a lot more patient and sometimes that can be bad. I do get deep into the count a lot and I feel like I'm just the type of player to wait for my pitch and then once it's there I'll hit it. But I feel I'm very when I'm when I am patient I'm I go up to the plate with the plan if I'm looking for like fast and inside or like if I'm looking for the fast and outside. But until I get that when I know my plan I won't really swing. And so like sometimes it does put me in a hole and then um kind of screwed, and I got to dig myself out of there, but um, other than that, I feel like I'm just like the patient, a patient person in the box, and just like always waiting for my pitch, and every batter should know their weak strengths, strengths and weaknesses, so you always obviously want to go for your strength, but you'll have to adjust when, when they do throw you your weakness deep in the count. So,
1: I, I can tell you you know what a strike is, because yeah. there there are some balls that you've taken that look like strikes from up top right. look like strikes to everybody else but you you know it's not going to get called
0: no yeah so there is a couple this uh, past fall when we were doing scrimmages there were two balls that I got rung up on and I'm like what i didn't even ask because i was in the other dugout the coaches were in the f- uh third base dugout i was in the first base dugout and i'm just like those cannot be pitch- those cannot be strikes like there's no way and i should have made the adjustment cuz he did k- stay consistent on that corner on the outside corner but i talked to kate and I- kate brought it up to me before i even talked about it cuz i was like i don't want to talk about it i'm annoyed but she's like those aren't strikes. Like, don't swing at them. She's like, Maddie, I'm just framing them. I'm like, come on, like, do me a favor. Just keep it out there for once. (laughs) And She was laughing about it. And I never even talked to Jen about it. And the next day at practice, um, we're doing, working on like kind of high and outside pitches. And I asked Kenzie, I was like, Kenzie, is that a ball or a strike? And she's like, What well, would be a strike on you? Anyone else, it's a ball. And I was like, Exactly. <laughs> Jen's like, "Had to you watch the film, she's like, Don't ever swing at those. So it's just like, I, I feel like sometimes I do strike out and I'm just like, I need to learn to follow those pitches off. But yeah, I guess I do have a. I kind of know what I need to be swinging at. And so when I'm not swinging, you know, I feel like they just got to tighten up the zone a little bit, but.
1: Sure. Sure. That's a, uh, that's, that's a good start. Knowing what's a ball, what's a strike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about your defensive game a little bit. Um, you know, 2019 was an amazing year for you out at second mm-hmm. base. No errors and 146 chances. Uh, your your teammate and best friend ends up winning Missouri Valley Conference Defensive Player of the Year, so you guys had a really good defense overall. But individually, did you kind of know that you had something special going on?
0: Uh, well, honestly, that was going into that season, I didn't tell anyone. And I was just like, this is my goal. My goal is to not make a single error on the field. And I, I feel like when you tell someone what you want to do, you're kind of jinxing yourself. So I always kept it to myself. Like, that was just my – my individual goal for the season was to not make an error. And when it happened, I was like, I didn't even really think about it during the games, though. It's just like when the season was over, I was like, oh, I did it. Like, it's something I didn't even really realize. But, yeah, with Kate winning Defensive Player of the Year, she was the only other person I'd want. If it was a Saluki teammate, have it. If it was anyone else on the, like in, within the NBC that the Salukis didn't get, I would have been upset, but I was happy when I heard Kate's name called.
1: Yeah. And and that way you each have one now because you won it the year before.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) That that seemed like the backwards thing though. I mean, it's not like you made a bunch of errors the year before when you won defensive player of the year, but then you make none and you don't win it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, they were just, I, f- I thought it was cool for Kate to have it. And like, like you said, I've, I had my chance the year before, so I could share with Kate, but nobody else. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Um, obviously she was very well deserving with what she did in the the oh, running 100%. game and, and receiving the the staff too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wh-
1: one, one last thing on your fielding, what were some of the things you did when you were young to, to train, to become, uh, a really good fielder,
0: yeah, so growing up, I feel like we always worked on a lot of glove work and more so the fundamentals and if your fundamentals are if you got your fundamentals down that 's when you can go to like the secondary play, throwing off the other foot or anything like that. But I would say working on short hops and coming through the ball with the back side of your glove on the ground rather than the tips of the laces on the ground, I feel like that just you coming through the ball will help you reduce the errors and Jen always talks about having a flat back and getting your butt low. Um, I feel like if you ever needed, like a, if there were a really hard hit ball, you have like your whole chest and everything to block that with. If you're staying low or if you're, if you do end up staying back on a ball, I feel like you'll make more errors so much that way. Cause you give it more of a chance to make a bad hop. So just coming through the ball I'll work like a lot of short hop drills and, glove work I feel like that would and learn to trust your glove don't always count on your other hand to save it I feel like trusting my glove has helped me so much
1: Uh, they're right you could coach
0: (laughs) I mean maybe that's my calling I still really don't know what I want to do but I guess I mean it could be a possibility but we'll see
1: (laughs) hearing you talk about this stuff has me ready to Rally some people up and go field some fungos.
0: Right, come on, come <laughs> on out. <laughs> uh,
1: one, one last one for you. I know you got to get going. You've got, you got workouts, but um, one, one moment that I think a lot of your teammates probably look to, the staff looks to is 2018 MVC tournament. Mm-hmm. You guys are playing at Drake. You had a sprained ankle. Um, yeah you know, maybe morale was a little bit low, not knowing if you could be on the field and you fight through the pain yeah. in play. Uh, first of all, uh, what was the level of pain that you were fighting going into that tournament?
0: So it was a pretty bad ankle sprain. My, our trainer said I sprained the three ligaments in my ankle, but I, I have a really high, high pain tolerance and I try not to let those things bother me. But it wasn't so much hitting-wise Like, twisting up on my toe didn't bother it as much. But when I was on defense, pushing off, like, side to side or front to back is what really bothered it. Um, So Hannah, our trainer at the time, she double taped my ankle and put a brace on it so I literally could not move it. So once that happened, I was good. But I still was kind of slow on defense. If there was a ball straight at me or, like, a couple steps to the side, I was fine. But I know I was – having trouble like running down a ball on like a foul ball. I remember there was a time when we were still playing you and I was the game. I actually sprained it. There was a foul ball down the first baseline and Kylie just busted out laughing because I couldn't move for it. And I was like, come on, stop laughing at me and go get the ball. (laughs) We still laugh about it to this day. But yeah, I guess it wasn't so much. It was just, it hurt during defense. Not so much when I hit, but all like the training and the tape that they put on me probably went through like 10 rolls of of tape a day that that's what kept it stable and let me play. So Uh,
1: one more for you, I I promise I'll get you out soon, but um, I mean, psychologically, you guys, you guys end up going to the championship after kind of, kind of slogging through the regular season in the Valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think it did psychologically for your teammates to, to see that, you were out there and playing through pain to be out there with them?
0: Um, I feel like they looked at it as just like, if she's out here how she is, uh, we got to not fight only for your teammates, but fight for like, I guess not only play for yourself, but play for your teammates. It's just like go out there, play hard and know you can do it. Like you always got to be positive. I wasn't out there complaining when I was playing and I don't ever like people that are just going to complain about themselves, like go out there and put yourself on the line for your teammates and get it done. So like psychologically, I feel like that just made our team stronger is knowing to like fight through pain and seeing someone do it. I feel like would have helped people in the future. If that ever happened to them, they are like, okay, like if I know I'm capable and there's a possibility of me playing and knowing I won't get hurt any further, go out and do it. So
1: Awesome stuff. I wish we could keep going. We'll uh, we'll have to have you on in the spring.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thank you for having me, Connor.
1: Yeah. Thanks for doing it, Maddie.